I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome back to Rediscovering Gandhi. This is the fifth episode in a limited series to mark the 150th anniversary of Mohandas Gandhi's birth. I'm Shalini Umachandran. I know I said in the previous episode that we'd talk about Gandhi's best-known quotes, but while I was doing my reading for that, I realized there's another little-known aspect of Gandhi that I've missed completely. Gandhi and art. So here we are. Gandhi seems so driven by what's right, by principles, by morals, that we tend to think he didn't appreciate or care about art. In fact, most of his biographers and the people who interpret his work, they don't really get into this aspect of Gandhi. But to be fair, there's so much to tackle, it'll probably take them a fair amount of time to get round to this side of him. So Gandhi's inspired lots of writers and musicians, scriptwriters, artists. Everyone knows about Nandlal Bose's work, all those famous... Uh, images, pictures, statues of Gandhi on the Dandi March. There are contemporary artists like Atul Dodia, who have done entire series on Gandhi. He did one whole lot on the Haripura Congress as well. Gandhi also inspires plays and writers still. But the general idea seems to be that Gandhi inspired art. He was not inspired by art. Not true at all says the political scientist and Gandhi scholar Anthony Parel. He says Gandhi wasn't an ignoramus on art. He had settled views on art and aesthetics, but he chose not to write about it because he felt there were other people who knew much more. Very Gandhian, isn't it? Parel talks about two books on art theory that Gandhi recommended that everyone had to read. Tolstoy's What is Art? and Ruskin's A Joy Forever. I haven't read them yet and I'm going to probably put them on my list. But both are classics that link the arts to everyday life and purpose, which was very important to Gandhi that everything had to have purpose. Gandhi was all about action, so he thought about what he could do for art. During the Lucknow Congress, he got his friend, the painter Nandlal Bose from Shanti Niketan. He got him to set up an exhibition of paintings. That's an odd thing to have at a session of the Congress, right? But it wasn't just once. In 1938, he also got Bose to create paintings for the Haripura Congress in Gujarat. He wanted art that was accessible to the common people who came to the event, and he wanted it to be entirely Indian. So what did Bose do? He painted on handmade paper with pigments made from mud and stone. That's the way traditional artists did it in India. Bose painted rural life, ordinary people at work, potters, homemakers, farmers, musicians. He painted local landscapes. The idea was to awaken the spirit of Swadeshi and political consciousness. He did about 400 paintings for that session. A couple of years ago, the National Gallery of Modern Art in Delhi showed these paintings and earlier this year, they were sent to the Venice Biennale and they were part of the India Pavilion there. In his own way, Gandhi also created art. That's what Professor Parel says. 
He wrote a lot, books, articles, letters, editorials. He was always writing. Gandhi also invented political symbols like the spinning wheel, which was essentially an aesthetic way to wake up people politically. It's the way a poet uses symbols. So for Gandhi, the spinning wheel was a way to make the rich experience hardship and therefore have empathy for the poor. It might seem a little far-fetched, but it certainly captured people's imagination back then. Even someone like Rabindranath Tagore, who initially criticized the cult of the spinning wheel, and then he understood it, and later on he wrote, "I have learned to understand him as I would understand an artist." That's an interesting way to enter the world of Gandhi through the eyes of an artist. So Gandhi had conversations with uh, artists, writers, historians from around the world in Geneva when he was there in 1931 after the Round Table Conference in London. He met the French novelist and art historian Romain Rolland and they had conversations about beauty and truth. If you go to the Gandhi Museum either in Delhi or to Manibhavan in Mumbai, you'll see these cute little tableaus. They look like they're inside these little TVs of the 1970s. And uh, Rolan is playing the piano for Gandhi. So apparently Gandhi asked him to play Beethoven's Fifth for him and the two of them just sat there enjoying music. Such a nice image, isn't it? Later on Gandhi said, "Whenever men begin to see wait a minute, I'm going to modify this quote ever so slightly. I'm going to say people instead of men." So here we go. Whenever people begin to see beauty in truth, true art will arise. And with that we wind up this week's episode of Rediscovering Gandhi. We've all enjoyed putting together this series so much and we've got some great feedback too. So you're going to have to endure us for one more week. We're doing a special episode with real stories and recollections about Gandhi. Do join us. Thanks for listening. This was a Livement production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.